Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench. It's Colin with you until 7 o'clock. Lots going on on the show this evening. What a busy hour ahead. We will wrap up a pretty hectic day in the Premier League. Quite a few games today. We'll have a look back at them very shortly. Also, League of Ireland, Cork City and Cove Ramblers. The local derby last night. It was City came out on top and put Cork City seven points clear at the top of the league. We'll hear from Cork City manager Colin Healy and the man who got the two goals for City last night, Rory Keating. We'll also hear from Cove boss Shane Keegan. We look ahead to GA action tomorrow. Avendu taking on Immokilly. We'll have previews from both camps. We've got American football, cricket and plenty more to come between now and 7 o'clock here on the Big Red Bench. Yeah, good evening. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you. We're here until 7 o'clock on the Big Red Bench. And as I said, we've got loads going on. We will be looking back at a great night for Cork City last night down in Cove. I was down there myself and uh, we were all down there. Rory was there and everything as well. And we... We saw a good win for Cork City, a great win for Cork City. They showed great character to come back from 1-0 down against local rivals Cove Ramblers. I mean, Cove put up a big, big battle and really put it up to City last night. But Cork City were value for the win. They fought back. They battled back in front of a big crowd at St. Coleman's Park. And Rory Keating popped up with two lovely goals. The first one, he slotted past the goalkeeper and then kind of a glancing header for the second one. And it puts Cork City a massive seven points points clear at the top of the league table. So Cork City are flying because Galway, who are second, were beaten last night up in Galway. Kind of a shock result in uh, Terryland Park, in Eamon DC Park for Galway last night. They were beaten 2-1 by Bray Wanderers, who are down third bottom in the league. But it's all good for Cork City. Seven points clear with a better goal difference as well at the top of the first division, meaning they are on course to win the league title. They are on course for promotion. But... It's not over yet. There's still a bit of a way to go. Six games to play. One of those games is against Galway. Another is against third-placed Waterford. So it's not going to be easy, but City certainly in a great position, in a commanding position. I will hear from the Cork City camp in just a few minutes' time from manager Colin Healy, who was delighted. Obviously, Rory Keating delighted with his two goals as well. I was chatting to him, and I was chatting to Cove boss Shane Keegan, too, who... Thought that Cove were probably value to get a result out of the game, but it wasn't to be for them last night in Cork City March on at the top of the league. We've Gaelic games later on as well. We will hear from the Immokilly and Avondu camps ahead of tomorrow's big game in Porky Ring. It's the Co-op Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Divisional Championship Final throw-in tomorrow evening is 6 p.m. For that in Porky Ring. So we'll hear from the Avondu boss, Joe O'Brien, and we'll hear from the Immokilly manager, Dennis Ring, as well, chatting to Aiden. Uh, both of those to come before seven o'clock, plus plenty more. But let's wrap up uh, some of the day's sport because there's a lot to get through. We got the boxing tonight, we got loads of Premier League football, and that's where we will start with Premier League football. And there is one game underway in the Premier League at the moment. It's the late kickoff, uh, the late Saturday evening kickoff, the 5.30 kickoff. And it's Bournemouth up against Arsenal, who've had a pretty good start to the season. And that good start to the season is continuing for Arsenal because with 34 minutes on the clock in the first half, Arsenal are 2-0 up on Bournemouth. Uh, they were 2-0 up early in the game after 11 minutes. Martin Odegaard opening the scoring for Arsenal after five minutes. And then... 
Martin Odegaard again with a second uh, on 11 minutes to put Arsenal 2-0 up there so uh, they are absolutely flying as things stand 34 minutes on the clock there um, at Bournemouth and that will put Arsenal top of the league as things stand uh, it will be three wins out of three if they can uh, get that win and hold on for the, the rest of the game there but there was lots of other games today as well which we want to wrap up and we'll start with the early kickoff this morning well the half 12 kickoff it was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Tottenham up against Wolves and it was Spurs who got the victory thanks to their talisman Harry Kane Spurs won Wolves nil Wolves dominated the first half but they couldn't score and he wondered if that would come back to bite them it did Spurs much better in the second half they hit the woodwork twice for Harry Kane's simple nod in from a corner flick on gave them the lead that their play merited it was Kane's 185th for Spurs in the Premier League the most by one man for a single club after that Spurs had further attempts as did Wolves in fairness but in the end it finished Spurs won Wolves nil yeah Guy Swindles there at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and a good good win for Spurs Harry Kane with the header giving them a 1-0 win over Wolves elsewhere it was a bad day for Steven Gerrard and Aston Villa you can imagine Steven Gerrard is going to be under pressure now at Villa uh, pretty soon if results continue like this. Crystal Palace, they got a 3-1 win in the Premier League at Sellers Park today over Villa and Dave Garrett was there watching. Palace 3, Aston Villa 1. Three goals and three points for Palace. Their first win of the Premier League season. Wilfred Zaha went off to an ovation. He'd been wonderful all day. He wasn't the only one for the Eagles. Zaha's contribution, probably the most eye-catching though. Zaha scored the first for the home side at solo effort after he got in behind a very high Villa back line Zaha serenely slotting in the far corner Zaha took the slightly controversial VAR penalty in the second half his initial effort was saved but he smashed home the rebound and then Zaha again with a lovely flick releasing Tyrick Mitchell down the left and he crossed for substitute Jean-Philippe Mateta to score from close range. Mateta had only just come on with 20 minutes left so that was 3-1. Just going back to the VAR penalty that made it 2-1 a big moment. Cash a judge to have handled the ball but he he was jumping and trying to get leverage seemed harsh Villa had taken the lead to Ollie Watkins on only three minutes but that jump started Palace and they were electric after that Crystal Palace 3 Aston Villa 1 so that is two defeats from three for Villa they obviously beat Everton fellow strugglers in the league last week but uh not going great for Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa, losing 3-1 at Palace today but a good win for Crystal Palace there at Sellers Park Leicester well, it wasn't going their way today either at the King Power Stadium because Southampton came from behind to beat Leicester City in the Premier League and Adam Jury was there watching. Super sub Che Adams helped Southampton to a 2-1 win away to Leicester. The home side controlled possession but struggled to make it count. The Foxes took the lead on 54 with a great free kick from James Madison. It forced Southampton to chase the game and Hassan Hootel introduced Adams as a sub. That proved a masterstroke. The Scotland international levelled on 68 and on 84 he bodied home a second to complete the comeback and end the Saints' eight-game winless run. Full-time at the King Power Stadium, finished Leicester 1, Southampton 2. So a good day for Southampton, who many predicted to be uh, certainties almost for relegation this season, but they have three points on the board today at least with a good win at Leicester at the King Power Stadium. Elsewhere, it was a cracker by the sounds of it um, at Craven Cottage. Fulham scored late on to secure all three points at home to Brentford, uh, and there was plenty of goals, five goals in total. Fulham 3. 
Brentford 2 Ryan Bromelow was there It's finished Fulham 3 Brentford 2 The hosts pick up their first win of the season in a five goal thriller Alexander Mitrovic with the winner on the 90th minute in a game that swung back and forth Fulham surged into a two goal lead inside the first 20 minutes with goals from Decadova Reed and Paulinha but Brentford once again able to display their powers of recovery Norgard just before the break and then Tony thought he grabbed a point but cancelled out by the Mitrovic winner the final score here Fulham 3 Brentford 2 yeah, he's the man, isn't he? Mitrovic, he's some man to bang in the goals. He got he got something crazy, like 40-something goals last season for Fulham, the championship. And he has started pretty well in the Premier League as well. Obviously, uh, getting two in the opener versus Liverpool, adding another one again today for Fulham and a 3-2 win for Fulham today at home to Brentford is how it finished there. Elsewhere then, Everton were back in action um, looking for their first points of the season and they scored late to rescue a point at home to newly promoted Nottingham Forest Shane Pennington was watching It's finished Everton 1 Nottingham Forest 1 and Everton's wait for a first win of the new season goes on then after Frank Lampard's side lack of a striker really cost them against Nottingham Forest the host dominated large periods but a mixture of good goalkeeping by Dean Henderson and missed chances cost Everton and then they looked like they were going to go and lose the game because on 81 minutes O'Brien's shot from distance was saved by Pickford but Brennan Johnson was quick on the rebound to slot the ball past Jordan Pickford but seven minutes later Everton got themselves a point after Jordan Pickford's long kick forward wasn't dealt with by the Forest defence they fell for Damari Gray controlled it nicely got it out of his feet and then slotted it past Dean Henderson it's finished Everton 1 Nottingham Forest 1 and I was mentioning earlier that Steven Gerrard might be under pressure at Villa but really Frank Lampard you'd imagine is going to be under pressure if he's not already he's going to be under pressure pretty soon at Everton they've had a poor start to the season losing to Chelsea in their opening game losing to Villa last week and only getting a, a late point at home to Nottingham Forest it's been a, a very poor start to the season for Everton really um, but um Maybe Frank Lampard can turn things around there, but leaves them with just one point as things stand. Uh, Leicester, um, who were talking about being beaten by Southampton a little while ago, there on one point as well, as are Wolves. And the only teams below them are West Ham, who are second bottom, and bottom of the table are Manchester United. But if Manchester United were to pick up um, uh, a win against Liverpool... That might not be likely, but who knows? On Monday night, they would go above um, a few of the teams above them. Likewise, West Ham um, have a game less played than Everton, Wolves and Leicester City as well. But uh, it's been a really bad start of the season for those two teams and likewise, bad start of the season for Everton and Wolves and Leicester. And then like Liverpool are only a point ahead of Everton as well. And if Manchester United were to beat Liverpool on Monday night in the Premier League, United would go above Liverpool. So, I mean... <laughs> A lot. It's very early days. A lot of these teams only have two games played. But as it stands, Arsenal are top of the league. Spurs are second, two points behind Arsenal. And Man City then are in third. But Man City would return to the top uh, if they if they were to win tomorrow. Well, depending on goal difference, it would be Man City or Arsenal at the top of the table. Depending on how many goals, maybe Man City might score tomorrow against Newcastle, or how many Arsenal might get today against Bournemouth. They have two already. Forty-one minutes on the clock now, and it still remains Bournemouth nil, Arsenal two. Um, in the Premier League there in the late kickoff of the day so plenty other sport just away from the football before 
We return to Cork City. Actually, we'll just wrap up some of the Scottish scores and so on for you first because Rangers dropped points in the Scottish Premiership for the first time this season. They had a bit of a hectic two-all draw at Hibs this afternoon. Um, they had two players sent off in the second half before conceding an equaliser in added time. So that sounds like a fiery affair there at Easter Road. And Aberdeen held on for a one win at St. Johnston while Motherwell's third victory in four games was a triumph uh, by the same score against Livingston. Uh, just 1-0 for Motherwell as well. But like they have three victories in four games there. So maybe getting knocked out of Europe by Sligo Rovers was a, a blessing in disguise for Motherwell. Uh, St Mirren beat Dundee 3-0 and Ross County got past Kilmarnock 1-0 as well. We will move on from football just for a few minutes and athletics. And following Kira McGean's silver medal in the 1500 metres last night, Team Ireland, they'll be hoping to land more medals at the European Championships tonight. Uh, Sophie Becker, Phil Healy, Rashida Adekele and uh, Charlene Maudsley uh, will run in the women's 4x400 metres relay final at a quarter to nine Irish time tonight. Then you have Louise Shanahan is in the 800 metres final at a quarter past seven with Michelle Finn in the women's 3000 metres steeplechase medal race at a quarter past nine. So we wish them all the best of luck a lot of Irish interest tonight at the Athletics European Championships cycling Ireland's Sam Bennett he has picked up his first stage win of this year's Vuelta España uh, in Spain the Carrick and Shore rider he crossed home first in a sprint finish to take the second stage of the race ahead of Mads Peterson and Tim Merlier and in golf Roy McElroy he's right in the hunt really at the BMW Championship he's only two shots behind leader Adam Scott heading into day three uh, McElroy is out from six under par at uh, in about the next five minutes actually about quarter past 20 past six Irish time this evening um, at the FedEx playoffs event and um, Shane Lowry has parred his opening hole to stay on five under par with Seamus Power now back to level par after six holes which moves him up to three under par uh, overall and then I'm looking forward to watching this tonight big big night in the boxing and I've been listening to loads of the interviews and the previews of this all week uh, what a fight it is tonight it's live on Sky Box Office or selected other places as well you might find it um, British boxer Anthony Joshua uh, he's ready to go to the distance he says with Alexander Usyk as he claims and he aims to win back his heavyweight titles uh, but Usyk is a tough tough prospect he's a tough guy reading about him during the week he was fighting he's Ukrainian obviously and he was fighting on the front line for Ukraine um, a couple of months back when Russia first invaded Ukraine and when the war started he was living in London and he flew straight back he flew to Poland he drove to Ukraine he picked up a couple of guns in Kiev built a few barricades and said he was willing to kill for his country and had no fear of death it's hard to fight a fellow who has no fear of death isn't it so no matter what you do to him you can't terrify him you can't kind of knock him off his perch so Anthony Joshua will have to be at his best tonight against Alexander Usyk it should be a great fight and the fighters uh, will be in the ring there at about, I think, uh, about t- between 10.45 and 11 Irish time. They meet in Saudi Arabia. It's a rematch of last September's fight, which saw uh, the Ukrainian USEC leave London with the WBO and WBA and IBF belts. And both of them actually weighing in, interestingly, heavier than on that occasion. And the ring walks, as I said, they're expected around half past 10, the ring walks. So you'd imagine the fight will start then sometime 10.45, 11, depending on how much pageantry there is with the ring walks and so on. Uh, but it should be a great fight. Looking forward to watching that tonight. Now, we will return our attentions to football. And as I mentioned, uh, great night for Cork City last night. We were down in Cove. Um, a big crowd there of both Cork City fans and Cove Ramblers fans and a real 
good atmosphere and a real local derby feel to it which was great but it was a big big win for Cork City Cove Ramblers actually took the lead going 1-0 up and then a City battle back Rory Keating slotting past the keeper for an equaliser and then Rory Keating adding a second with a glancing header in front of the Cork City fans who went absolutely wild behind the goal last night in St. Coleman's Park. I mean, it was madness. It was brilliant. We love to see it. And it puts Cork City seven points clear at the top of the league table now with six games to play and they're in a commanding position. They're in a great position. I chatted to Cork City boss Colin Healy after the game down in St. Coleman's Park last night and obviously he was delighted. Colin, that's a great three points tonight down here. Hard fought three points. It's a massive three points. Um, as I said, it's always difficult to come down here. Um, they're, a, they're a good side. Um, it's, and they always put up to us. And we know what we're coming down to. But I thought, you know, when they, when they went one up, you know, I was just thinking it's always difficult to get back in the game. But the players showed brilliant character. Character to get back in and, and Keats to get the, 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 the winner was, um, was, um, was brilliant. Absolutely. It really did show great character. I mean, because you're down here, they really upped their game always against Cork City. And I mean, he hadn't scored in the last two games. To come back from behind, it made it all the better tonight, didn't it? It was, it was. And you know, it's um, when you go behind, and this is, it's a, it's a difficult pitch to play on. You know, the pitch, is, the pitch isn't great. Um, and we, we knew that coming down here. So sometimes you got to play the conditions. And there was a lot of balls in the air. And, you know, it's not a pitch here to play football on. And it's not, you can see it here, it, it's not great. Um, but we can't make those excuses, you know. So, um, when we did go behind I thought we showed great character I thought um, Bagsy on the left for the, for the goal um, and Keats great finish and, and the second one it's, it's another set play of ours that Keats coming to the front post it was um, it was a hell of a header um, and then to see it out they put a bit of pressure on us but we'd see it out and we'd defend it and, and that's what you have to do when you come to a place like this You always want to see your striker score Rory Keating getting two tonight two very very important goals they probably will be very important goals come the end of the, end of the season He's been brilliant for us. He has, he has. He's been brilliant for us. Um, you know, I knew what I got um, when I was bringing him in. Um, he's quick. He's very, very good in the air and he's got goals. Um, he could have had a few goals tonight in Waterford, but he didn't. And he came here tonight, you know, he didn't have the head down. He kept kept going and he's a very fit boy. And um, even, I'm delighted for him. Delighted for him. And uh, he's, um, he's a hell of a player, he is. Seven points clear at the top now, Galway beaten tonight as well. That's a nice gap. Obviously, there's still five or six games to play, but I mean, you're in a very, very good position now. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, listen, I, I understand that, yeah, but our focus now is that we have we have Derry coming up, we focus on that, and then we've got Longford. But that's, I always do, it's one game at a time. Listen, we're, yes, we're, we're seven points clear, but all our focus goes to Derry. Um, keep the players focused. Um, we want to win every game that we play. Um, and that's, we, we set out coming down here and we wanted to go and win. And um, when we were in a winning position, we, we made a few changes and we brought on a few defenders and we, we had to see it out. But I take it one game at a time. These local derbies are great. Obviously, they're hard games to win, but I mean, in terms of atmosphere, fans brilliant tonight again, and it was it was very loud from both sets of fans. But I mean, the Cork City fans are fantastic there. It is, it is, and it's um, it's 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 hard playing against COVID. It is it always is, and I had it in the academy games, and even as a player coming down here, and um, but that's us now beating them. Five, is it five times this year? Do you know, and and that's some going for our players. Do you know, it, it is hard to play against COVID. It's, it's local derby, and there's a lot there's a lot of stake and a lot of bragging rights as well. So, um, it's a it's a credit to the group of players that we have as well. Um, you know to 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 beat them in the season and and beat them in the cup as well. Ali, Ali Gilchrist back in the team from injury tonight as well. He played well. Good to have him back now for the season running. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, as I said, he was up with his hamstring and he's back in. And we threw him in there tonight. He's an important player for us, and uh, he's a he's a very very good defender. But he's um, he's a leader and he's he's a voice in the dressing room as well. But it, it's great to have him back. And obviously, a little break from the league next week. Now it's away to Derry in the cup. 
are you going all out for the cup or is the focus going to be on the league or do you just want to win every game as you said oh, we just want to win every game as you said listen the, the lads um, you know they'll be offered there too now and they, they'll come back in and you know we'll, we'll pick a team and we hopefully we didn't get I know Clay Murphy pulled up in the warm up with his calf so we, we'll see what he's like and if there's any little niggles from tonight we'll, we'll make a call on it during the week but I mean we'll be going up to Derry absolutely to go to win the game definitely yeah, Cork City take on Derry City in the FAI Cup next Friday night. Uh, but it was, of course, league action last night. And that win in Cove put Cork City seven points t- uh, clear at the top of the First Division League table with just six games left to play. So a really good position. And their goal difference is far superior to Galway's as well. So you could nearly say it's almost like eight points. And that was Cork City manager Colin Healy talking to me after the game last night down in St. Coleman's Park. And he was obviously delighted with that victory, especially as he mentioned the character shown by the players to come back from 1-0 down and then to, to get that win and I mean the pressure was on but I mean it puts Cork City in an absolutely brilliant position now in the league table uh, to get back to where the club belongs in the Premier Division next season and to win the league the first division title as well and it was Rory Keating who got the two goals for Cork City last night and I was chatting to him after the match too Rory, great win and I mean from your own perspective he got the two goals he got the equaliser he got the winner he must be delighted Yeah, I'm actually delighted um, just delighted with the three points to be honest with you you know, we've had a tough couple of couple of days you know, uh, last Friday and last Monday wasn't easy uh, I thought we played very well in both games but only came away with a point so, you know we still knew that you know, we have a job to do and we just uh, knuckled down got our heads down we knew it was going to be tough here it always is never easy but uh, thankfully we got the job done and we keep going It was tough but you showed great character to come back from one down Definitely, yeah. When you go one nil down here as well, especially it's you know it's really really tough. Uh, they're a really physical side. They get stuck in. They don't give you a yard. So you know, just I'm, I'm so thankful we got out of here with the three points. You got two lovely goals. Yeah, um, the first one fell to me really nicely. It was great work from Bagsy on the left. He found me very well in the box, and I just took my time. And I knew I had I had uh, had a bit of time and space, so I just made sure I got it on my feet and slotted it in the corner. And the second one was you know set piece routine that we work on a lot. And thankfully the ball in from Maddie was was a, was a peach and you know I just guided into the corner you had those City fans behind the goal they're making noise all the way through the second half it was like they were dragging the ball into the net free yeah they're great they're great everywhere we go so uh, they really drive us on especially after the two results didn't really go our way I'm sure they were as disappointed as we were so it was great for them to come out in their numbers again tonight and keep supporting us and I just hope that uh, they'll stick with us all the way and you know we'll, uh, we'll get back to where this club belongs you mentioned a couple of times the two results last weekend not going your way obviously they're two games you'd like to have won you only got a point out of the two of them but you got the win tonight and the way results have panned out now you're seven points clear so it's a great position to be in 100% yeah like like I said the two results you know it could have been even better it could have been even more so we know ourselves you know if we play our game and, and do our job we, we, we can we can win this league you know we have the quality and uh, we've showed it all year so we just we can't fall at the final hurdle we've got to just keep working hard and keep looking away and keep keep uh, keep winning games that is Cork City's Rory Keating the front man and he got two the, the two goals last night for Cork City the equaliser and the winner in their 2-1 win over Cove Ramblers. I was also chatting to Cove boss Shane Keegan. Obviously, he was disappointed to lose, but he thought his team played very well. Shane, a real battle tonight. Uh, unfortunately, from your perspective, you were beaten in the end, but you gave it a good battle. Yeah, it's a very hard one to take, to be honest with you, because I thought we gave a really, really good account of ourselves tonight. Um, 
I thought we were excellent in the first half at least 50-50 if not maybe marginally the better side of it um, and it was a big ask to keep that going um, in the second half against the team that is the best team in the league and again we, we did if anything I don't know did we score too early um, in the half because it meant the, the onslaught from Cork was going to come very very quickly I suppose and, and sustained um, but I thought we you know we stood up to it really well and even at one all I, I thought you know we have it in us to kick on here again and um Considering the amount of set pieces we had, it's just a sickener to, to end up losing the game from one. Um, obviously, took the lead. City got back into it, took the lead then. But even right to the end, you were battling on, you were fighting, and you, and you were pushing, and you, you could have maybe got an equaliser. Yeah, definitely. Look, there's been a few kind of half chances around the edge of the box. Um, as I say, you know, Cork, they're so good that I, I would be surprised if any team got as many corners as we did all season against them. We we'd so many uh, chances there, and it's an area that we're quite good in. You know, we've, we've scored a couple from them, so that was that was disappointing not to capitalise on those. I thought the goal we scored is is one of the it's one of the best goals I've been involved in in terms of team play. Absolutely terrific build up. Um, the one we can stay the equaliser was. The equaliser was the only real negative point of the night for me. I thought we were we were poor on that one. Um, look, their winner is 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 their winner, but I don't think it came from, you know, I'd say something if it came from a period of sustained pre- pressure. Like I don't think has has Paul Hunt really had a proper proper save to make all night long. I I, I don't think so. So it wasn't like they were they were all over us. Um, so I thought we were you know I thought we were definitely good value for getting something from it, possibly even a win. So it's, it's as I say, it's a hard one to take. Yeah. Great atmosphere here, big crowd again. It's great to see these crowds in the first division, I suppose, and great to have local derbies like this, isn't it? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, you'd love to have it every single week, so you would. To be fair, City brought a great support as well, and and our our supporters really, really got behind us. They really, really did, and 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 helped drive us on. So look, that's that's what you want every week. Look, I suppose the big focus for us is we've got a, a another clash with Cork still to come, um, Munster Senior Cup final, which in a centenary year for the club, it would be absolutely fantastic fantastic to, to try and win a trophy and we would feel a little bit of luck has gone against us now in, in, in the two clashes with Cork and look I suppose the main hope is that maybe that little bit of luck swings in our favour for, for next time around that's Cove Rambler's boss Shane Keegan chatting to me after the match last night a good good win for City down in St. Coleman's Park 2-1 the final score puts as we said Cork City 7 points clear at the top of the League of Ireland 1st Division table a great position to be in Arsenal are in a great position as well at half time in the Premier League and this would for now at least put them top of the league as well in the Premier League Arsenal 2-0 up at half time at Bournemouth Martin Odegaard with the two goals there and um, you'd imagine they'd, they'd hold on or perhaps increase that lead there but uh, Man City would join them at the top of the league obviously then as well if they were to be victorious tomorrow because they take on Newcastle I don't think it'll be a very easy game at Newcastle tomorrow at St. James's Park for Man City but um, it certainly will be a, a bit of a cracker I think uh, because it'll be a cauldron to go to St. James's Park the, the buzz is back there at St. James's Park with the Newcastle fans but you probably fancy Man City to get the win there at the same time. It is the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Still to come, Gaelic Games on the way next. We'll have some American football, cricket and plenty more on the way between now and 7 o'clock here on the Big Red Bench. 
The Big Red Bench. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. Yeah, welcome back. Call him here on the Big Red Bench until 7 o'clock. Uh, busy day of sports. Just to recap on the Premier League. Still half time in the uh, late kickoff in the Premier League. It's Arsenal leading Bournemouth by two goals to nil. Martin Odegaard with both goals there for Bournemouth. And the earlier scores, obviously, Tottenham with a 1 0 win over Wolves in the early game with the winner from Harry Kane. A good win for Crystal Palace at Sellers Park. 3 1 against Aston Villa. Everton and Knott's Forest played out a 1 all draw. Fulham, cracking game. Mitrovic again. Again with the winner for Fulham against Brentford 3-2 the final score there at Craven Cottage and a bad day for Leicester at the King Power Stadium they went down 2-1 to Southampton let's just give you the results from the championship as well before we move on to Gaelic Games today and uh, Birmingham City they were beaten 1-0 by Wigan it was a 3-all draw between Burnley and Blackpool a cracker of a game Coventry and Huddersfield was postponed Preston and Watford sounds like a, a dull old game nil all QPR and Rotherham played out a one all draw it was Reading 1 Middlesbrough nil. back to back wins for Reading now good win for them there Sheffield United had a good win against Blackburn Blackburn uh, started the season brilliantly with 3 or 4 wins in a row but they've had 2 defeats in a row now they were beaten by Reading during the week and 3-0 then, then today against uh, Sheffield United Stoke they were beaten at home by Sunderland by a goal to nil Luton Town had a good 2-0 win away to Swan and West Brom had a 5-2 win at home to Hull City as well so that is uh, the championship which is a a tough tough league it really really is Uh, Sheffield United actually that win today puts them top on 10 points now uh, with Watford Reading and Blackburn all just behind them on 9 points and uh, it's going to be a long season there's a lot of games in the championship that's only 5 games in so that'll all change as time goes on but now we'll turn our attentions to Gaelic Games and big day tomorrow for both Immaquilly and Avon Zoo and Parky Ring. They face off in the Co-op Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Divisional Championship Final. Throw in there at Parky Ring is at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. Aidan has been speaking to both camps and first we're going to hear from uh, Avon Zoo boss Joe O'Brien chatting to Aidan. Joe O'Brien, the Avondu Senior Hurling Manager, joins me on the line. Uh, Joe, first of all, I suppose a final on Sunday to look forward to, regardless of all the other consequences surrounding the game. Uh, final's always a, a big game for the players and the division. Yeah, um, it is, Aidan. Um, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Um, you know, little did we know we'd be in this position, you know, in back in January when we kind of um, got our selectors and team together and started picking a panel. Um, you know, we our first call was to make sure we we could um, put out an Avondu team um, because we haven't been participating in the last two years. I know a lot of that was down to COVID, like so. Um, you know, and and I suppose as the the whole kind of um, weeks and months went by, and we got over, you know, the first round against Carberry, um, the whole thing started to pick up a little bit of moment, momentum. And, um, you know, I, I think the, the team itself has improved quite a bit. So, hence, we're, we're in uh, next Sunday's final. Yeah, you've played a, a good few games this year, I suppose. It, it must be very beneficial to have had the players together in a divisional side for that kind of substantial period of time. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if you when you look at um, divisional teams, you can point to our opponents bonus next Sunday as being the most successful in terms of um, having access to their players and in fairness to every 
everybody down in East Cork, um, they all want to be part of the McKelly setup, um, you know, and, and, and from that, you know, they got the game to create success, like, you know, they've won three or four counties in the last couple of years. So, um, but, but unfortunately, all divisional teams, uh, for some reason or other, um, you know, don't, don't, don't have that kind of, um, um, interest in their, in their division. Um, but I, I remember listening to um, the John Cronin there, the wing back Mimi Kelly, in an interview there on the radio last week, and and he actually put down the success of all the East Cork teams to the fact that they all participated in in um, Mimi Kelly, and and I would contribute to those work like I'd be a great believer in in getting junior players and intermediate players to play at a higher level, and I think. So. As a consequence of that, um, clubs can benefit from it, and, and um, you know, I'd certainly agree with, um, with 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 John summing up of that. Like you know, so yeah. this year I we you know I went back to the divisional board um, and um, had a meeting uh, with all the delegates, and there I I just asked for their their support and their commitment for the coming year. And to be fair to them, um, I, all the clubs, most all the clubs, um, have put their 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 players, you know, in front of us for selection. And so, without without the support of the clubs and without the support of the players, like we wouldn't be in the position where we are next Sunday. Exactly, yeah, and uh, as um, I suppose looking back on, on the semi-final, a tough test against UCC, um, a hard-earned four-point win. What aspects pleased you, pleased you most about the performance? All it could be without a shadow, shadow of a doubt. It was the the absolute commitment of of the players. We we um we had a meeting. The only bit of a get together we had was on Monday night. We did a, a small bit of training, and we had a players we had a players meeting after that. And you know the one team I know it's a bit of a cliche. Look, leave everything out there. I says you can you can collect it some other time. But as as it goes, like you know. Uh, wins and ice, it's 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 one hundred percent. Nothing else will do. Uh, we knew the opposition that we had, and um, and in fairness, like that to me was the most pleasing aspect. Everyone from the from the five um, players that came on as well. Um, I mean, they just gave it all. Anybody who was at that match could have seen the the total commitment. Uh, particularly when UCC, in fairness, came back at us, we went seven points up. UCC came back at us a point to go with with two minutes left in the game. But Awfulers then just kept playing and and uh, and came through in the end. And that's down to sheer sheer determination. We, we've been speaking about how Immokilly have been so successful. They're the experts when it comes to getting out of the divisions and colleges championship. And obviously they represent a very tough task now on Sunday. They will, of course, and in anticipation of we winning on the Wednesday night. I went to Parky Rink to have a look on Tuesday night. Uh, I, I realised that um, CIT or MUTs, that they call themselves now, um, like they were, they, they hadn't their full uh, squad out like I mean I was looking at the bench I think they had only four substitutes on the night and look that's that's the nature of these these um, colleges like you can have fantastic teams one day and then the next the next week like you know they're not available to you because they're playing with their clubs and so on and so forth so uh, having said that um, that's not in McKelly's fault you know you know they say like you, you've just got to play what's, in, what's put in front of you but I mean they were hugely impressive um, you know the, when you look at their, their the programme um, you know they could 
could out, you know, one or, and certainly a second team, and and it it wouldn't uh, could match any other team out there, you know. So like we are we are aware of the the huge task ahead of us. We're we're totally underdogs, um, but look, we we'll um, we'll we'll be there on the day, and um, we could be putting our best foot forward uh, just as we did against UCC. Um, these bunch of Narcock men are are a tough bit of stuff. Um, they won't be found wanting, and and um, if that's good enough today in, on the day, or if it's not good enough, so be it. As as long as they put in the effort, and uh, if that effort isn't good enough, so so be it. But we're not going in with that kind of an attitude. We're going in to win the game, and uh, let's let's see what happens uh, come half seven. You know, next next Sunday. Yeah, that is Avan Dubas, Joe O'Brien chatting to Aiden ahead of the Premier the, the Premier Senior Hurling Divisional Championship final tomorrow in the in Porky Ring. Immakilly facing Avan Du. And now we'll hear from the Immakilly camp and Immakilly manager Dennis Ring chatting to Aiden as well. Dennis Ring, the Immakilly Senior Hurling Manager, joins me ahead of Sunday's uh, Divisions uh, final against Avendu. I suppose um, it's very familiar territory for Immakilly, but I imagine a final always brings that that bit of excitement to the camp. Absolutely. Look, look um, it's, uh, it, it, fellas don't take finals for granted. And I suppose this year, you know, it's a special event, I suppose, as well. It did in a Sorierden Cup is 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 uh, up for grabs as well, you know, which makes it. I, I suppose any time there's silverware up for grabs, people want to win it, and um, you know, I, I you know, particularly interested in myself. I'd have known Dennis O'Riordan. He was Valley Rovers man from a neighbouring club from Clidove, where I am myself. Um, so Valley Rovers and Clidove are very close. I, I would have known Dennis. So I suppose you know, you, you know, you'd like you'd like to win that cup too, you know. Exactly, yeah, certainly. I suppose looking back on, on the semi-final uh, against MTU, it was a comprehensive win, obviously, and uh, look, whenever you come up against the college's sides, it's always difficult for them to, to get their squads together, but what, what aspect of that performance pleased you the most? Look, I, I suppose to be fair to MTU, they were down players on the night, and, and it can be hard um, getting teams together from a college perspective uh, mid-summer, you know, and... Um, from our perspective, I suppose what I, I would have been happy with was our attitude was excellent. Um, the fellas are a great bunch of fellas. It's a privilege to be involved with them, to be honest with you. Um, they're a lovely group. And their attitude, I thought, on the night was very good. And they hurled for the full 60 minutes, which, you know, you, you'd have to respect them for... for um, keeping the momentum and keeping the tempo up and so on and also trying to do the right thing with the ball all the time and um, you know a lot of things to take from the game and um, you know I'd be very very pleased with the lads Would you rather have gotten the test that Avendu got against UCC uh, did you know a more sort of difficult uh, game I suppose Look that that game I was at it it was a, a great game cracking game and, and a tight game close game and look Inevitably, you you are going to be finding out more in those kind of games, you know. And um, even having do with only a couple of players that night who they probably will have now on Sunday, uh, so it's a stronger again they'll be. But you know they have a lot of momentum going with them. They've played a lot of games this year, um, even before they started the, the the division competition. They had a lot of work done, and um, they're very well organised. Um, it, it wasn't a surprise to me that they, that they would win it. 
um, um, because you know I know a lot of the Avenue lads and I know how seriously they've been taking it and they have a very serious management team and um, very well organised and very efficient and um, um, their their attitude again on that night was was excellent against uh, UCC Absolutely um, I understand Kieran Joyce is out for Sunday I suppose it's always disappointing when a rising star like him is missing because People, people want to go and see him play, but I suppose for himself as well, it's also disappointing. Look, look, there, there's, there's no call made on Cairn yet. Um, you know, it's, it's early. It's ahead of Sunday, so look, I, I would be making predictions on that. But look, the other night, you, you'd always prefer to have your best players available to you, and um, um, you know, Cairn would be lost to any team. She you saw yourself what he, the difference he made to Cork, senior hurlers this year he gave them you know throughout the year and, and um, even from his very first um, game I suppose against Limerick this year he was getting in a lot of a lot of hits and he was a very committed player he was great lad and so on so any, any team would miss him but you know we, we, we're going to give um, Kieran every chance to be available to us um, Like we said earlier I suppose Sunday it's it's not new territory for McKilly. How important will that experience prove, do you think, against Avendu? Well, look, uh, I suppose the great thing about Immokili and these particular bunch of lads, they're experienced, they've been around the block. Now, it's a new team too, there's a lot of new blood um, coming into it, I think, which has probably rejuvenated um, some of the older lads. And there's a good panel there and there's a great attitude there. And um, I suppose, that, you know, there's a sense of occasion with with, with it being a, a final you know, a more formal final, I suppose, than it has been in other times, you know. And um, look, uh, these fellas are experienced fellas and they know how to get up for big games. And this is a very big game for us. And we know there's a massive challenge ahead. Um, we've nothing but admiration for all that Avendu have done and the serious work that they've put in, which in, in a way mirrors uh, the efforts that um, Imokali have been putting in over the years. And um, it's a tribute to to all the hard work that management team have put in with their panel that they have got to this final and, and um, it's going to be a real, really tough game. Um, so I, I, I think um, anybody going to that match or whatever is, is in is in for a cracking game. Absolutely, yeah. Certainly it's, it's shaping up to be a good uh, occasion with the two finals on there uh, Sunday and Parky Rin. So uh, Dennis, the very best of luck and uh, thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Thanks, Aidan. Yeah, that is Dennis Ring, the McKilly manager, speaking to Aidan ahead of their clash with Avendu in Parky Ring in the Premier Senior Hurling Divisional Championship Final, 6pm tomorrow down in Parky Ring. Now, a latest score in the Premier League, Arsenal in action in the late kickoff, and they have added a third goal against Bournemouth, and it's Saliba who got the goal for uh, Arsenal there. It's now Bournemouth nil, Arsenal 3, with 58 minutes on the clock. Uh, so Arsenal will go top of the league with that victory but albeit only three games into the new season now we're going to talk cricket now and tomorrow is a huge day for Harlequins the Cork side face CIYMS in the All-Ireland T20 final it's the second year in a row that Harlequins have reached the final and it's been played at the Maradite tomorrow due to get underway at 3pm Rory has been speaking to Harlequins coach Ted Williamson and their captain as well Matt Brewster ahead of that all right, uh, it's a massive, massive week for Cork Harlequins as they go in the All-Ireland T20 final. A huge, huge opportunity for the club. Delighted to be joined by Harlequins, Ted Williamson and Matt Brewster. Gentlemen, how are you? 
Good area. Thanks Great, for having Rory, us. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks Great for form. Thank, thanks for joining us. Um, Ted might start with yourself. Uh, an absolute thriller in the semi-final to get over the hills uh, in Dublin. It must have been an absolutely classic classic match to watch for the neutral. What was it like coaching it? Uh, well, it was interesting because I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> I, it was, it was, yeah, it was one of those ones kind of talking to Matt remotely at, before the match and that kind of stuff. There was family stuff got in the way, but and 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 that's even more of a testament to the lads getting across the line, not having a coach there. Um, brilliantly led by Matt, and you know people can help out in our in our situation in in the club. Like the secretary actually dipped in and hit some catches in the warm ups and that kind of stuff. So, uh, but I watched it online. It was streamed by Club Sportscast. Um, Joe Manny and. Um, it, it was one of those matches that you kind of went it's a shame that anyone has to lose it you know and obviously you're, you're biased because you're from Queens and that but it was such a cracker of a match and ebbed and flowed as they always do these T20 matches and the Hills were in charge then we were in charge in their innings and then you know, we were in trouble at the start. Then we came back, and then the hills came back. So, uh, as as a match itself, um, an absolute cracker. And I, I believe talking to Joe, who was doing the streaming, he got his most hits ever of people mm-hmm. watching it, and even more so the following day as well, which is a great sign. So, um, no, just 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 an absolute cracker of a match, and and obviously delighted just to get through to another Ireland final in, in in two years in a row. Yeah, and Matt, when when Ted's not there, is that more pressure on your shoulders? How do you cope with that? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's great to have Ted there, but I think, you know, where you, we've been doing this for so long now, you know, the team almost runs itself. Um, you know, Ted's really put in the work and training with us all year and stuff. So we kind of know how everything works in the match day anyway. Um, and like we've been, we've been together so long as a squad now, you know, it almost just runs itself. Mm. Um, but it would definitely be nice to have Ted there for the final. Talk to me about that final over against the Hills. It must have been kind of nerve wracking stuff, was it? But he's so nerve-wracking. Like, I mean, to be fair, we've been here before. We've been in a very similar situation last year. Uh, kind of similar lads out in the middle, sending Jones out there again. So we did know, you know, that we had it under control. Uh, we definitely knew we were in with a, with a good chance we are back in the lads. But I mean, I, I'd be lying to say we weren't a little bit nervous on the sidelines. <laughs> Must have been a relief so just to finally get over the line, was it? Oh, what a feeling. It was It was amazing. Um, as I say, like, you know, we knew we knew we could do it, but, you know, once, once you hit that final boundary, it really takes a bit of stress off the shoulders. I'd imagine, Ted, how did you react watching on the stream? I was actually I was sitting sitting in the home um, and roaring at the screen. Joanne was in the house, my wife, and, and uh, I was literally screaming at, at a computer screen. That's how sad I am, an old man, and, and so passionate about Harlequins. But um, no, it, it was, it was you know, even looking at the last six overs uh, as a block of overs, um, the hills really grabbed it by the scruff of their neck and, and the beauty of this team and Matt says is that, you know, they're prepared very well. They prepare themselves very well, Rory. You know, they're they're very much um able and capable of, of running training sessions, really, really good training session themselves and um everybody can contribute and that's the beauty of this team is that there's no superstars you know we don't pay anybody all these lads pay their subs they, they contribute to the club um, half of them are coming up to a kids blitz on Friday now in the club you know mm. that's the kind of the setup that that we have in Queens and even if if you look at obviously Brandon Kruger scored a lot of runs and Shivam hit the winning runs at the end but Sen's little innings where he scored whatever it was you know a few, a few runs off five or six balls was massive because at the time um, the Hills were really coming back into it and it was heading towards 10, 11, 12 and over. Senning mm-hmm. comes in and he was the lad who hit the six off the second last ball last year to beat Marion in the other semi-final. Um, he hit six, four, four and, and all of a sudden it's back in our 
side again. So that's the beauty of this side and this squad is that, you know, guys can dip in and out. And um, it, it's kind of a little bit like some of some of the other sides that I've been involved with. Like they genuinely involve, they're, they're involved in their learning, but they enjoy each other's success, but they live and breathe that. I mean, that's a cliche, but they genuinely live and breathe that. Um, and I think that's crucial for this team. Ted, when we spoke last year, you spoke about, uh, about the, the last 10 years at Harlequins and building a team up from nothing, getting to the final last year, now the final this year. How has the team progressed from last year to this year? Uh, I think consistency is 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 massive. And I think that's what you get if you invest time and resource in a group of players, right? Because what you get is that the team hasn't changed a lot in the last kind of, you know, five, six years, the first team that is. There's a few lads have come in, obviously, that's just life. But um I think what you get when you have when you have consistency of um you know, roles and people knowing each other as people, knowing each other as players, is that you get sustained success. Su- sustained success. Mm-hmm. So what you have basically now is a side that has lots of belief and, and lots of confidence. I mean, you know, it, it's just a fact. There's no, there's no point in, in talking else, elsewhere about it. It's that we've won the T20 locally. We've won the 50 over locally. We're second in the league. Um, so there's a lot of confidence in the side and there's a lot of consistency in the side. And, and guys now are starting to perform uh, at a slightly higher level, but they're all doing it. And that's probably the key thing. And, and sometimes it mightn't be, you know, output runs or, or wickets wise. It's leadership and, um, you know, things like that. And, and so it's just, I think the whole, the whole lot of them have, have evolved as, as people and as players and the whole unit is involved. Um, but if I was to kind of pick one word, it'd, it'd be consistency. They're more consistent mm-hmm. this year than, than they were last year. And Matt, you were very young when you were handed the captaincy by Ted. You're still very young as captain. I mean, like, how do you feel like you have grown as a, a player and be a captain? I suppose over the last twelve months. Um, I think I've definitely grown, um, but I do think as well it's the lads around me that's really kind of helped me grow. Uh, in terms of you know when I first took over as captain, there was a lot of kind of leadership needed. You know, we're a very young squad, and you know someone kind of had to take it. Whereas now like we've all grown as a squad we've all grown as players individually so it makes my job a lot easier you know even looking at last last weekend when we won there's four or five lads standing up to, you know taking responsibility and performing and it's going to be the same it's been the same all season and so I have improved but I think it's more the people around me that have made it a lot easier for me to do my job and Matthew you see, sorry to have one yeah Rory what I was going to say as well from a coaching perspective what, what's really cool for me to see is that Matt pushes back more now at me mm-hmm. which is what you want to think in a kind of a coach and captain or a coach leader relationship is that um, not not in a bad way pushback but I, like I'll make suggestions and like last year Matt would have went okay but this year Matt's kind of going nah, I'm not sure about that and that that's kind of that's how good kind of to me mm-hmm. group like leadership groups work and it's not just Matt and myself there's other people there um, but that that's one of the things that I've noticed from Matt this year specifically is that he's he's taken a bit more ownership of of what he's doing and he is he is more belief in in his set of values around captaincy and leadership um, and and as any you know team wants is honesty and and good communication so that that's one thing that I've noticed from Matt specifically this year. That's obviously great to hear for you, for you, Matt. Is that a confidence thing that you're able to tell Ted? Like, look, 